0: You know what's awesome about this is just sitting here with your tan hat and just talking about exactly what we just said I mean when it comes to sift and that you just said that what, what was about water well, we just talked we're talking about sift but I'm like I've got to refill this we got to start talking more about exactly how and why we're curing cannabis and the reasons what is wait, what is curing me?
1: type of a, a market or industry usually is uh, a slow removal of, of water, aging. Um, in any type of the sense, if you're wanting to slowly age and dehydrate to store for any amount of time a product, starting with water, like adding water, just seems to be counterintuitive in the whole process. If, if you have uh, a green head and that's what you want, on the flower predominantly or on the leaf structure of the stem the heads are spaced apart they're not being smashed into each other storing heads on the biomass is ultimately about the best protection they can ever get so drying material until the resin is fully safe to be handled on the plant and then dry sifting it just seems like the ultimate route to go if you really want to go into any type of a cure or retention of a long-term
0: storage well I've talked about this over time from a hang dry and how people uh, cure with say dehumidifiers or they will cure for a week and I never really got a first bounce from like a week or two drying it always had to be like that three week to a month or or two months or you know sometimes the last one was a five-month cure and then we take a look at even how those heads dropped And then even with the video I did with uh with Mark on Bubble Man's World on that on the on the hand tech, the sifting that we that you've mentioned, that we'll actually talk about. Um and and I was getting a lot more sift, a lot more clean a lot more heads. From that four and a half five month cure from the cure that i did from a week or two which got all the water mind you my aw my water activity in that cannabis was between 58 to 62 and even mark said this is still fresh cannabis five months later
1: well and there's um i I don't remember entirely who did the the study but it was into the efficacy of thc into our bodies but they were looking at on like a a side study in the paper, uh, uh, the best storage for THCA, because THCA is, uh, you you know, unstable. Um, And what they found is that the the best storage for long-term storage of THCA was inside the gland head itself, unruptured. They, after, I believe it was nine months or 12 months or it might have even been 21 uh, I think it was 12 months uh, there was 80% of the original thc content in the head was still there
0: after all that time there was only a 20% degradation or a 20% so that would come down to water activity because you know if you dry it out too much it would degrade you lose it
1: right now any uh, another another process is if you just have just lose sift and if you're storing that for, for a long
0: amount of time or like bubble hash and jars which it holds in moisture uh, not only does it hold in moisture
1: but it's it, it it plays a role with the the static the triboelectric charging properties of like the carboxylic acids in the gland heads so not only will you kind of be getting a little bit of activity from that um oh that leaves my train of thought here um
0: Me a phones are beeping people are calling stuff's going on but when we start looking at how that head's being cured and how the water is leaving that head or what's going on with the water and we're talking about curing processes and the long-term storage when it comes to cannabis for making for making hash true hash like not water extraction not butane not rosin we're talking about the gland head, why we're curing it for the the times that we're doing it. Where is the proper cure time coming into play when it comes for cannabis? Why are we storing it at low humidity, high humidity levels? Looking at even with cigars at say 72% water activity down to cannabis, I've tested at 33% as dry as popcorn, right? Like you just say, it's drier than that. It's really dry and that's that's where we stand with the market is looking at how we're carrying it but in reality we're only after the hash right we're after that gland head now i mean with the proper way of storing it like we're saying what we're seeing is long-term storage is still being stayed on the stock it's being on the plant that's carrying it and giving it its availability to stay away from one another so it can properly cure and not stick and hold different more moistures to which because once those moistures are attached to that gland had to get after that long cure they stick together, they don't. My stuff rolls perfectly unless it's heated over time when I'm even sitting on the counter right now. So over the last week, it's now gummed up like it always does, because I would normally keep it in and out of the fridge. You talked about that too. So, bringing it out of the freezer out onto the ground, it starts degrading because of that 10 degree fluctuation. So, to store it, storing it in the fridge is the ultimate way. But in reality, we should be able to store it in, the, in its conditions and what it was originally harvested at. And that should be able to keep it, those heads, not the material, but those heads, more um, the same kind of flavors, more terpenes, more more standardized and that's why I look at water activity for that standardization for those terpenes because if we hold it between a a proper water activity level then we're going to get that same type of smells or aroma flavors we won't get so much of the degrading that you're talking about with with storage of losing that 20% and CBGA over a period of a year time is what we think you were talking about well then
1: something else that can kind of happen along with all that or i've always been curious everyone you know save the terps and everyone's always worried about their terp content doing fresh frozen as an industry i don't know why there isn't more either like o2 absorption packets and like the lids of jars to help like remove some headspace or you know filling jars with the uh, um like
0: other gases don't say um, nitrogen i don't like nitrogen burning weed. it doesn't burn that well um that's just no, so my opinion I, we'll go with, we'll go with the
1: oxygen absorption packets. Those, those those
0: seem like much more that was that's my third. i had those oxygen absorbent packages to take that that top layer out for more of like say dissolutes and stuff like that but because they were yeah. changing colors that's what that but we're not even in that that playing field of, I mean, for me, I, I I use I use Bovita. That seems to be the go-to for me when I'm able to store store my cannabis over long term, which is fine that way. But what I was more getting at is 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 the long is the storage and and how we're curing cannabis for the flavors of making hash. Something else that I've I don't know if if uh, what what's
1: I can I can find the link Johnny and send it to you. Mm-hmm. It was another study on something. In regards to how, with friction, with with heads just like rolling around or just sitting long enough in uh, any bit of friction, it'll naturally want to pull um, hydrogen, a hydrogen molecule okay. from like the.
0: Well, here's talking out loud that that plan hung for four five months um i can go in there and smoke it and everything and it was a cookies and cream runs purple punch so cookies runs punch what i'm calling it and then you saw that i cleaned that with you you guys will see that video on my channel probably and this is april and may um but uh i mean that was just it was it was it was tan color was gold it was beautiful and it was doing fine and then the last couple days it's completely degraded the colors changed i'm opening it up and but it would stay fine on that plant probably for another five or six months yeah right yeah. so just that alone when i'm seeing you're like yeah so i saw that change very quickly where it was when it was hanging strong and when it was being properly cured and the room sits at 62% humidity and at 48% to 50 degrees and it it fluctuates down to like 55 and up to 67 it's been doing that back and forth it even went down to minus 40 outside but the humidity in there was still around 55% uh only because the room's kind of sealed and stuff so we did get those little bit of fluctuations over time but the resin held so much better on the plant than it would inside of the jar That that gets into where I think the and that uh, sift silica, that flavor was just over the top. Well, I, I think this gets into
1: where like the silica is like the jar like this this plays a role in like the static properties of THCA and other precursor uh, molecules, uh, CBGA, THCVA, all, all this, CBDA, and I'm I'm I, I feel like. Where we will be going is finding containers, jars, storage, vessels, whatever you want to consider it, that are more carbon-based, a more more true neutral. Now, obviously, carbon in a lab setting isn't, I mean, maybe graphite, maybe, maybe, you know, I don't know, but
0: glass isn't honestly the best storage option. It's great for, for smoking on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it just basically is like a a slow heating source almost like slower than vape, like how you can picture how vapor, like, vaping cannabis is a slower process than lighting it, burning it, combustion, sitting in just jars and glass jars is almost like an even slower process than vaping, but that same process still kind of happens. We almost need a more neutral molecule compound, what have you material to store sift
0: and hash in I leave it in the fridge in a jar I scrape it off or right now I'm seeing as I'm talking with you I see it better being left on the plant and then over a period of months I can take down a plant I can crush it over a screen I'm looking I, I crush on it like say, a, I, I sometimes I started a 60 micron go from 90 to 110 down to 200 so i would use the different screens and what i'm seeing right now when i do first bounce i would allow the screens only to hit the 110 and anything that fell underneath of that 110 by not touching it i would collect what was on the 200 which is always minimal but it was always the most flavorful it had the most it was just that wow and then and then i would get to a point of now trimming the weed up and that's kind of like i like a first balance but not quite and i would clean that and then that would be that's fantastic too believe me i love that but what i'm seeing with my even my my coas is as i cleaned i cleaned the terpenes out for sure so it was the flavors that i was associating myself with that long-term cure or the curing and that's why we like fresh on the plant and a lot of these um say extracts they do as fine and stuff like that but people are talking about you know like my buddy came over he goes I smoked some sift and I heard he was talking to another friend of mine he goes Johnny B floored me man he goes well that's he goes he just smoked that sift he's he he cleaned he goes to store for five months and I'm like yeah it's, it gave you exactly what you're talking about it gave you all the canal it gave you the CBGA gave you all the THC gave you that whole plant profile that we're not getting in the other extracts and we're saying that we're not going to find these cannabinoids in the bubble hash because they either go through the bags where they're floating on the water that we've talked about so there's different things i've heard about different cannabinoids and where they're going to fall in those bags we're gonna do more checking on the screens. I'm gonna get different screens to take do some different separations that we're gonna talk more about, and look at those different size heads that are contained to say a 90 micron bubble hash that is wet. What would that be as in a dry raisin that you that we were talking about? And it's not a 200 mesh, and it's probably not a 110. It's probably more like a 187. You were saying. So now really taking a look at these heads, where they dry, how long the cure is, what we're getting from these different head sizes, and really going down the rabbit hole, I think a little bit deeper because I think we haven't really explored these avenues enough to look at why sift is just so much more important for the medical patient. Not only is he able to, you know, it's it's, it's easier to make at home, water's great too. We love bags, there's other ways of doing this, of course, but. I've always gone down that SIFT rabbit hole because of how much it helps me every day. And and the more research that is coming to latest, the more reasons why I love SIFT so much and talking more about it and, and how those long cures and how those different separations are more easier to obtain now um, is just more rewarding. And the future is sifty, man. Very much so. It is. I look forward to this. I think we're going to have to do some more talks on this and uh, talk more about curing and you know i know we're going to keep talking on forever and uh i always like do these little podcasts just kind of little short sweet ones and and uh, we're going to see how they kind of pan out over time here guys but we're going to keep talking about exactly what we're talking about here which is the resin gland heads how we're curing it the genetics that are growing it how they're being grown sun driven led lights how we're making the hash what kind of process are we making these hashes with which strains are giving us the best yields why which ones are hemp cultivars which ones are more TC-driven, so much more. What do you think about that? I know at the end here, Tana's going to throw his little two says in there, but we're going to have you back for more. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to more talks here. I'm going to leave it off to you to kind of figure it off a little segue to the future of what we're looking at here. Uh,
1: Seems as though CBGA is ultimately missed um, quite often in most extractions and adding a little bit of cbga to just about anything you smoke or vape or dab or what have you consume seems to add almost that uh the old school a lot of, a, a lot of the feelings and traits and flavors that people talk almost daily about missing there and you go if you are pressing rosin in any traditional typical way you're not going to be getting all your cbga or if it at all if you're doing water hash in traditional methods, you're not gonna be getting all of your CBGA. If you're purging any solvents, you're not gonna be getting all your CBGA. So could it be that a lot of these flavors that we talk about misting or smelling on the plant, and that's why they're gone, and the only reason you can get them is when you smell the plant or smoke the flower or have like the sift? It's just, it's just food for thought.
0: Old school hash, guys. Food for thought. We're leaving you with that. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.